Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tuesday, March 12th, 2019. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, after two delays, four broken ribs, and uh, a pair of Tony winners. We're finally last... going to do a podcast? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, but last night, the new Broadway play, Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus, oh, that. officially yeah. began performances at the Booth Theater on Broadway. Uh, and James, I I try not to be a prisoner of the moment. But it's going to be the greatest play in the history of Broadway. I uh, feel very <laughs> confident about this. The early reports I skipped over as I was perusing the Broadway World message board to make sure people weren't using profanity or saying mean things about each other. I skipped over all the spoilers because I don't want to get myself spoiled for when I see it later this month. But apparently it is as bonkers as you can imagine. We actually have a brief video that they released on social media with Nathan Lane kind of taking you backstage. And it is glorious it is amazing um real quick one thing in there you see seated on a mountain of corpses the great bill Irwin, who apparently is uh creating the movement is just credited with movement for the show which is super exciting and yesterday we learned officially that they will have original music by none other than danny elfman like the great uh, movie composer yeah. who's often word with Tim, Tim Burton and all of this stuff. So between George C. Wolf, Taylor Mac, uh, uh, Santino, uh, La Costa and Roth, uh, uh, Jules Fisher and Peggy Eisenhower on the design team. Then you throw in Bill Irwin and Danny Elfman. It's like if the people on stage weren't already wonderful, they've got all the great creatives to go with them. So super, super excited about this one. If you couldn't tell already. Any production that brings Nathan Lane in as the calming effect gets my vote of confidence. <laughs> That's a very, very good point. So um, uh, we're coming to you a little bit late this morning because last night, Monday night, March 11th, I was at Town Hall and I lost my oh. wife. Oh, OK. I was going to talk about Town Hall a little bit later. So uh, uh, last night. Oh, uh, is it later in the script? I didn't see it. There. Yes, because uh, yeah, I don't look I, at the I, script until we get there. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's 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 a it's a little mention because you were there for a concert with uh, uh, Jeremy Jordan and Seth Rudetsky, correct? Oh, Jeremy Jordan is the husband of uh, my former wife because oh, she okay. has left me for Jeremy Jordan. You might want to tell uh, Jeremy's wife, Ashley Spencer, that. But, uh, well, I think that Laura's going to have a little chat chat with Ashley, you know. Um, okay. Good to know. Yeah. yeah. Last night's conference, there was something. But we'll talk about it in a few. So why don't we get on to the first – what do I usually say here? First, uh, first up in the news. Sure. That's what there I usually say. I yeah. usually say first up in the news. Live Nation to bring in, in residents to Broadway this spring and summer. Yes, James. And there's a lot of interesting levels yeah. to this story. First, the facts. As yesterday, it was announced that Live Nation, the Araka Group, and Entertainment Benefits Group, EBG, would partner together to bring artists to Broadway venues multiple times each year in a series called In Residence on Broadway. The first run will be from May through July of this year at the Lundfontein Theater. They didn't say if that actually includes... Um, the Morrissey residency that was announced last week that's scheduled mm, yeah. to run May 2nd through 11th. Uh, so I'm not sure if that's involved or not, but it's essentially the same model. Uh, um, 
artists, music, I, I guess musical performers, but maybe comics too, because Live Nation does a bunch of comic things too. Uh, but performers will do five to ten shows over the course of a week in a Broadway house. The performers for this spring slash summer apparently will be announced in the coming weeks since May's not that far away. Uh, now, James, you might remember that back in November, we talked about this via a report from Michael Riedel. But at the time, there were slightly different players involved. Back then, it was still Live Nation and EBG. But instead of the theatrically focused Araka group, the third spoke on this wheel was talent brokers. CAA, Creative Artists, uh, Creative Artists Agency. Uh, I'm not sure that that makes a huge difference. Obviously, CAA is a huge, major talent representation firm, but uh, Live Nation is gigantic in itself, so I'm sure they can pull talent uh, on their own. But it is interesting to me that they specifically brought in a theater production company uh, to be involved with this venture. Uh, but anyways, this is almost the exact same thing, James, that we have been talking about for a long time now. When... A this is, theater knows that it's going to have a vacancy for a couple months, which happens a few times every year with different houses. They can call up Live Nation and say, we want to fill this space. Live Nation and everybody else get some artists together and boom, you've got an instant residency. And probably because of the short runs and the types of folks that Live Nation can probably pull together, probably a couple months of sold out shows. Um now, back in November, James, a ton of big CAA clients, Barbara Bett, Ariana Grande, Kelly Clarkson, Diana Ross, were mentioned in Riedel's article. So I have no idea if those are going to be involved still. But I'd imagine they'd get some pretty exciting names. And I think this is a great way for theater owners to kind of supplement their their traditional theatrical content as long as they don't do this in lieu of bringing new shows to Broadway. Yeah. Hmm. I just hate the fact that it's taking a theater out of the mix uh, for seemingly concerts. What's interesting is IBDB shows Morrissey as a future Broadway show. I wonder if every single one of these people are going to are going to be considered Broadway shows by IBDB, and are they yeah, awards eligible? Um, you know uh, what's going on. I certainly. You, you five to ten shows. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to invite the entire awards yeah. um, category, uh, and you would have no ticket sales. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like that would be feasible. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. So uh, I'm looking quickly over at uh, Deadline, and I think from what I'm reading here is that Morrissey is part of this. Okay, thing. good. That would make sense. Um, and uh, I have always found Deadline to be uh, – Greg Evans over Deadline to be uh, reliable. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's not – Totally know, agreed. Not out there. So we'll see what happens next. Um, so I guess that these uh, concerts and everything are – are interested in coming to Broadway because they read their Broadway grosses. So <laughs> what do we have in last week's Broadway grosses? Well, the collective accountants across various <laughs> Broadway theater owner groups can breathe a bit of a sigh of relief as things rebounded a bit last week after the figuratively bloody, unlike the literally bloody in Gary, uh, from the week before. The main stem bounced back, picking up 11.39% in the grosses to come in at just over 30, 30 and one quarter million dollars with an average ticket price at 111 bucks and 61 cents. Only three shows saw week-to-week -week declines, 
One being Be More Chill, which opened on Sunday. Makes sense. Another, Kiss Me Kate, opens this Thursday. Um, so that makes sense. And it was only down less than $6,000. And you think a lot of those are probably comps. Um, and then the third was The Lion King. Uh, but I really wouldn't worry about Simba and Fam as uh, they're still making a safari load of money. Anyway, <laughs> um, so um, some uh, saw good movement uh, uh, for two shows in early previews as both uh, Ain't Too Proud and King Lear went from three to seven performances last week. Lear more than doubled its total to come in at $554,620. Wow. Ain't too proud. Picked up just about 400 K to come in at 872,597 bucks. Obviously the increase in performances explains those big jumps, but 10 other shows saw increases of six figures as well. And five others were above 90K in terms of increase. Tourist-friendly shows, Wicked, Mean Girls, Phantom, Kinky Boots, Frozen, Anastasia, My Fair Lady, Waitress, Hamilton, and King Kong were the ones to see 100K bumps. With the increase, Hamilton grossed $3,188,375, followed by Cursed Child, still more than a million dollars away at $1.97 million. Then we had The Lion King. See, I told you not to worry about them. <laughs> to Kill a Mockingbird, Wicked, Frozen, Dear Evan Hansen, Aladdin, Mean Girls, Network, and The Book of Mormon, all over seven figures. As it ended its Broadway run, Choir Boy saw a nearly $96,000 holler increase, but it still was on the bottom of the list with just 361 k although I think this was probably a considered a successful run for MTC. Next on the list, unfortunately, was The Prom at just 478000 and then there was Be More Chill at 490600 in $72, again, heavily comped last week because of opening. But what's interesting to me, James, is that fourth up on that list is the ferryman at $547,359. After hitting more than a million dollars a handful of times back around the holidays, uh, it's been fairly consistent uh, in the first two months of 2019. But once the original cast departed, a Apparently, so did the audiences. Um, I'm I'm honestly a little surprised as I didn't think that anyone outside of theater devotees would really have worried all that much about seeing the original cast since other than Patty Considine, there really wasn't any. I mean, he's not a huge star here, but they, there really weren't any names. Um, but here we are with Brian Darcy, James and company pulling in just $547,000 last week. Now, I, I imagine that this one will get a ton of Tony nominations, so that should help. But I'm still a bit surprised by how the buzz in the audience for this one has faded away so quickly. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm exactly there with you. It's so strange to me that uh, I also saw some anecdotal uh, reviews of the new cast that were not so positive, and I was tremendously surprised because these are all wow, talented yeah. people that I, I've known for many years. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm interested in going back to Ferryman to see if maybe that the chemistry magic has broken unrelated to... You know, that, that certain thing that you can't capture in a bottle, maybe that's not there anymore. But, wow, I'm really surprised because I thought I thought Ferryman was unbelievably great and 500K mm -hmm. just doesn't pay for bunnies. Or, or, or geese or children. All right. What do we have in other news? All right. First up, yesterday it was announced that this Thursday and Friday a private industry reading would be held for the new musical – 
Mandela, written by South African musicians Greg Dean Borowski and Sean Borowski, with a book by Leona Mitchell. Shell Williams will direct, and the show has officially partnered with Nelson Mandela's family, and his granddaughter will be in attendance. Quentin Earl Darrington will play the former political prisoner turned South African president. Sasha Allen, who's been uh, over on the left coast doing a lot of TV lately, uh, will play his wife, Winnie. And the cast will also include Carrie Compare, Jeremy Landon Hayes, Jason Forbach, Antoine L. Smith, and more. Uh, in less exciting news, our friends over at Chick Flick the Musical announced that the show will close this Sunday after just 23 oh, wow. total performances. Uh, so uh, if you haven't had a chance, go get to see this over at Westside before the end of the theater or before the end of the week. Now, James, you were not here yesterday because you were at Town Hall, at the Town Hall, sorry, not Town mm -hmm. Hall anymore, um, seeing Seth Rudesky and Jeremy Jordan. I want to get your thoughts here in a second. But one thing that I have heard a lot of people talking about since last night is that Jeremy teased a return to the Great White Way yes. in, a, in a musical and said that an announcement could come any day now. Now, I want to hear from you in a second, but I have zero inside information, um, but I want to get my crystal ball out. Um, so I no inside information. But then again, what's inside information? Uh, I think it only takes a taste of his comments to come up with a really not bad idea as to what the soft place for him to land on Broadway might be. Again, everything changes and I'm just speculating. So if I'm wrong, don't focus on the negative. I'm just guessing uh, but I think I have an idea as to what show he might be coming into. Did, was there anything else that uh, Jeremy gave away that could be a clue as to uh, what show he's going to be in? Um, he sang one song that I did not know, and it was unbelievably great. He also finished the concert with a um, an unplugged version of Bring Him Home from Les Miserables, which was I, unbelievably great. I yeah. mean, I, 1,500 people, you could hear a pin drop. It was unbelievably great. I do not want Les Mis to come back to Broadway so yeah, soon. It's, it's not coming back to Broadway. Yeah. But, no, no. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I think I have a pretty good idea. And if people can read between my clues, uh, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen. Hmm. Just a guess. Just a guess, though. Yeah, the... the uh, and if he does, we are so lucky. He was so good last night. Just unbelievably great. And as I said, I, you know, my wife is, you know, at the lawyer filing divorce papers right now because she's <laughs> like now a dev devotee of your Jeremy Jordan. And with 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 good reason. So. All right. So that's very sad that your marriage is ending because of yeah. the concert. But let's talk about something fun, because in an interview with Vulture, comedian and actor John Mulaney talked all types of things Broadway, including his desire to host the Tony Awards, although it was a bit prompted. He didn't just come out and say that. Um, but he also did talk about perhaps wanting to write the book and maybe even lyrics for a musical. Now, James, with the rough road that the Tonys have had over the past few years in finding hosts, although I thought Sarah Bareilles and Josh Groban were both yeah. a lot of fun and really adorable. But uh, I wouldn't be opposed to John Mulaney doing this at all um back in 2017 mulaney and his oh hello co-star nick kroll hosted the independent spirit awards they did it in 2018 as well but their 2017 I, it wasn't a monologue because there's two people but th they gave one of the best awards show openings that i have ever seen it is one of the funniest 10 minutes of comedy that you will ever see in an awards show setting so i'll put a link to that in the show notes uh, but it was fantastic so i would love um the what is it 
George St. Geegland or whatever. Mm, yeah. The, the, the mm-hmm. two guys, the two little guys from, uh, um, Oh, hello to, to do it. Um, either in character or not, because they are wonderfully hilarious. I loved Sarah Bareilles and Josh Groban hosting. Uh, yeah. And uh, not to say that they should always host, but I hope that they will come back sometime in the future. And what did you watch the Oscars with this unhosted type of uh, thought? Yes. Maybe the uh, un- unhosted Tonys or? Uh, it was kind of boring. I mean, mm. I don't know. I'm not a big fan. I mean, you know, it was fine. But then again, I didn't really care for a lot of the movie. I didn't see a bunch yeah. of the movies this year. So that might have added to my not caring as much. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Broadway Backwards was last night, and we haven't gotten official press releases and numbers and things like that, but anecdotally through social media, it said that, uh, uh, $700,000 was raised for, uh, oh, that's awesome. the LGBTQ Center and Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS. So I, I'm sure we'll get a press release on that today and we'll mention it on tomorrow's show as well. Yeah, and and also also last night a third big event between the Jeremy Jordan concert Broadway back, uh, backwards. Oh yeah, there was also the TDF uh, the TD. Well, yeah, it was. Uh, um, I'm, I'm talking about the Actors Funds um, title of show uh, ten year reunion concert. Oh uh, so yeah, that's that was, another that one. On that's Monday right as well. That's right. So uh, so tons of stuff going on. Hopefully, we'll have some clips of all of that in the show notes tomorrow. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for uh, spending some of your Tuesday with us, and Matt and I will be back and talk with you tomorrow.